today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie And that is the incomparable Sinead O'Connor with one of her biggest hits, Nothing Compares to You. It's the song of love and loss. It catapulted her to international stardom. And February, can be argued, is the month of love. We've already had Valentine's Day. Tomorrow's the 29th of February, Leap Day. That's when tradition decrees that women around the world propose to their significant others in their droves if the notion takes them. So we thought today we'd look at the best heartbreak songs out there to sing along to with your tissues and your tattered dreams and who better (laughs) to join me in the studio on this topic than Simon Marr, founder of 8radio.com. Good morning Simon. Lovely to see you. Um, So when it comes to these types of songs, the heartbreak songs, do you like a bit of sadness in your playlist? I absolutely love it Claire. I love to wallow in misery. You've got people who have the playlist is that when I'm feeling sad I'm going to put on my upbeat, happy I'm going to jump around the place playlist. I want to wallow. You know, given the choice I will stand in front of the mirror crying listening to these songs and it's amazingly cathartic for me. So I love it and I've got a great playlist on my on my Spotify which is called Misery and it's chock full of these You've songs. You've got a Misery playlist. I have a Misery playlist and it is one of my favourites. Yeah. Okay, maybe we should all have uh, one of <laughs> I'll those. share it with you. <laughs> Do. So We've already heard Sinead O'Connor there. We've another Irish singer now who released a really great song on Heartbreak. Let's have a listen. To think that only yesterday I was cheerful, bright and gay Gilbert O'Sullivan there. I remember at home now when we were kids we'd tease each other with that song. You know, it was like used to familial bullying. Oh yeah, absolutely, as it should be. But he was a really, really good songwriter and he's one of the people who's able to couch that misery, that sadness, that heartbreak but in such beautiful melodies and using such beautiful words as well. That's about being jilted at the altar, you know, but he just does it so nicely. Fits the genre perfectly. perfect, absolutely perfect. So does that make it onto your misery playlist? it would. It would make it on, I have to say. yeah. Like there, there's, uh, He is one of the people who gets on. There's kind of two, I suppose, schools of the playlist. One is the stuff that sounds utterly miserable and is miserable. So that would be all of indie music and all of country music. And then outside of that then, there's the more, the popular stuff, some of which sounds utterly miserable, but some of which is like Gilbert O'Sullivan and just sounds lovely. But you know yourself that if you're walking along with the dog and the headphones on, you know that he's crying inside, yes. writing and singing so if this you song. Pay attention attention to the lyrics you know that this is a very sad song if yeah. you're just listening to the melody you'll be grand exactly um his particular style of songwriting I mean was this an unusual move for him to write this song this you know such a sad heartbreaking well, he, 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 he would he would have been known initially as the little and anybody who's ever seen pictures of Gilbert O'Sullivan from the early 70s he wore sort of green and he'd wear a little tweed jacket and he had the, the flat cap and all that stuff going on so he was seen as being a very happy chap but you didn't have to dig very far into a Gilbert O'Sullivan album to find the sadness mm-hmm. it wasn't far it wasn't ever far away and as I say he does it very very well Is there an era a golden era of heartbreak songs? I was thinking about this as to whether there was and I'm not sure I think it's quite timeless like we tend to a lot of the songs that we have now so the likes like uh, We're Never Ever Ever Getting Back Together that sort of stuff they're kind of brief breakup songs but I'm going to move on Yeah Taylor but, Swift Yeah oh, absolutely but Flowers Miley yeah, Cyrus look, Yeah so yeah. There's, there's loads that are about you know they're about heartbreak but they tend to be that bit more transient 
brilliant. Whereas probably in the 70s and the 80s, and then as I said with indie music in particular, into the 90s, it was, this is misery and I'm not coming back from this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sad forever. You, I'm listening to a country music playlist at the moment <laughs> and they are just brilliant at the breakup songs aren't oh, they, they? Love they're it. hilarious yeah oh they love it they love it but and then know, the dog died also. yeah <laughs> but there's probably a little bit more I would like to think maybe there's a bit more satire and irony when it comes to country music in this because they must know themselves yeah that the entire genre is built on breakups pickup trucks and dead dogs yeah well the one you know, yeah, so what I was listening to yesterday I think the, the the chorus of it was and I never have to see my ex mother in law again and that was his most joyful <laughs> takeaway from the ending of the relationship. You mentioned the seventies there. Let's stick with the seventies. Here's a woman who excelled at the love song. There'll be good times again for me and you. That's just sad now it is. Carol realizes they probably both still like each other a lot, but it's just gone. It's gone. And that's it's gone and it's not coming back. And I think that's the key to heartbreak is that it's not that this is a temporary, this isn't a bump in the road. This is something that's happened and it's just, it's, yeah, it's going to take me a long time to get over any of this. So the best thing I can do for myself and for anybody else who's in this situation is write a song about it. And she writes them particularly well. We don't know what relationship she was talking about there. No, we? no. She was married to James Taylor at one stage. Like, you know, so you can imagine the dinner table must have been gas crack some days. <laughs> like, you know, but I think there was, he probably had ho- more moments of joy musically at least you know whereas you know a lot a lot that particularly lives on the likes of tapestry is bleak but again beautifully done but she's not writing about a summer romance or a teen thing. Like that's oh, no. a that's yeah. off the back of a long relationship yeah. that was very important to both people. Yeah, oh these are like the word lives are intertwined, everything has happened here, you know. This mm. that it's this is all long term stuff. So a listener suggests Bonnie Raitt, I can't make you love me if you don't. Yeah. Again, it's ah. sort of on the same yeah, yeah. theme, isn't it? Would you yeah. say? Yeah, oh yeah. And it has to be hopeless. You know, <laughs> but it does it, it can't just be like, you know, is that maybe this will and even when you're listening to the songs where people are pleading, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that you know what the answer is going to be and you know you want to say, give it up, it's never, ever, ever, as Taylor would say, it's never, ever going to happen. But you know that it isn't and that element of hopelessness is really important. So we're listening to these songs and we want the songwriter and the artist to sort of confirm how we're feeling. Yeah. Agree with me. I feel terrible, and this song is going to reinforce. Oh, that. absolutely! I need something to back up how I'm feeling. Yeah, you know, and the singer uh, has to be able to give. The, uh, they have to take possession of it as well. So you have to believe that even if they're not, and somebody like Christy Moore, who's a, an amazing at this, is taking even somebody else's story, you know, and making it something that I can absolutely believe and I can absolutely identify with this, mm-hmm. and it almost becomes a conversation. It's almost an interaction at that stage. So when we're talking about Carol. King, Gilbert O'Sullivan, Bonnie Raitt that's the key isn't it? That's the that's what makes those songs go the distance oh, And they have to be, they have to be if you don't believe it, if it just feels like it's it's performative, there's no point to it, it's like, oh that's nice isn't it mm-hmm. but you know, you're not listening to one of these songs because it's nice, you're listening to one of these songs because it's in your heart. Yeah because you listen to Carol King there and you hear the intensity you hear the emotion and the first thing I want to know is oh who's she writing yeah, about? Yeah. Not Absolutely. that she's performing something that somebody else has put together for her. Yeah this, I this is her story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we go back to the 60s now. Well, I'm happy. Here's your next pick, Simon. Yesterday Love was such an easy game to play 
1965, The Beatles with Yesterday, heartbreaking. Mm. And then we find out that it was Paul McCartney writing about his mother. Absolutely. And this probably one of the most covered songs ever. But there should be at least something in legislation that says you're not allowed cover yesterday. You know, you just can't. And even before we ever knew that it was actually about his mum, you know, that idea that anybody can come along and can take this song. So many people have tried and it doesn't work. But for the Beatles in 65, when they were still very much in their huge pop uh, phase with screaming fans and all that stuff, it was quite the change of tone for them. But it was only in much more recent times that we discovered that it was about, yeah, it was about his mum and uh, that he had teased his mum about her accent at one stage and he felt bad about it immediately then and he had written the song about it and he says that 40, 50 years later he still feels bad about it. Like he felt bad post, post her death and he still feels bad about it in 2020. And that's that's the power of something. And it's a heartbreak in just the same way as any breakup can be. That heartbreak of knowing that you've hurt somebody. I I think, you know, that's a lovely story. But I would prefer if that was a true heartbreak song at the end of a relationship. Because it's just like you were saying, the intensity and the emotion. That's what we need to know and feel about these songs. Yeah. Little kind of, you know, row with his mother. Don't know if it cuts it. Does it make the list or not? It's it's, it's staying on my list. It's, it's staying, staying on, on my list, list for now. Yes, well, yeah. on other people's list, a Kerry listener says, Annie Lennox song, No More I Love You. Oh, that's a yeah. beautiful song. It is, no absolutely. More I Love You. It took this listener seven years to get over the girl that they loved. And 20 years later, my heart still sinks when I hear that song. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But that's, but that's why also it is what you want. You know, is that when you get reminded of something bad, in in my humble opinion, Mm. is that you need that reminder to still make you feel bad then. Yes. Okay. So you want to get back there to the feeling. Carpenter's Goodbye to Love, says another. Yeah, yeah. Making the list. So let's bring it right up to the 21st century now. And we have this one. Powerhouse, oh, isn't she? amazing, amazing! But could literally could sing the phone book, and you'd believe mm-hmm. her, you know. And that's the thing that there's not many people have that. Now there was, I suppose, an advantage for that song in that the story behind the song was being played out at the time because everybody knew about her relationship with Blake Fielder, Civil, uh, yeah. the on off, on and off again sort of partner that she had. And uh, so everybody knew what the song was about and she was very public at the time about what the song was about. So it really had a currency to it. But then even at this remove, so 20 odd years later, people will listen to that song and they don't necessarily identify it with her relationship, but they know it's all about, yeah. It's the authenticity of it. You can't buy it. Now, this one is for you. This is an indie (laughs) track. What have I become? Kind of glad we skipped the indie track. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> That's okay. But the, <laughs> we got to we got to Johnny Cash. Yeah, there. but it is a co- it's a cover of a great indie track. Mm-hmm. So Nine okay, Inch Nails. Okay. Yeah. So Trent Reznor wrote "Heart" for Nine Inch Nails, and it's a great song. It's a great song about his life. And it's one of those songs that people loved it at the time. It wasn't that suddenly Johnny Cash came along and did a better musical version of it. But immediately he owned the song and people just reflected it onto his life. Mm-hmm. And it's all about regret. Everything. Every second brilliant. of it is about regret. Absolutely and, brilliant. He, he, and it is. It's it's one of those and it's a her standing up on the back of your neck songs okay. and it's completely Listen, on the playlist. I have an ABBA track. I know that you <laughs> want to hear this. Let's give it a quick blast before we have to go. Somehow 
now. Tell us about that as we're listening to it. Simon. Right, okay. Well, it's really, really simple is that uh, there's all of the drama that went on through ABBA and we're now at the breakup stage and uh, Bjorn and Agnetha are breaking up and he's stuck in a hotel room and he's trying to write the album Voulez-Vous, right? <laughs> and it is utterly hopeless and he watches the shadows go across the wall but he said they gets to night time and then they stop. You know, and he thinks there's maybe progress I might get somewhere, but then it doesn't because the light just stops and he has to sit there overnight. And he wrote this beautiful song about it, couched it in some of the best guitar ever recorded and made if it wasn't for the night. Simon, thank you so much for bringing us the misery today. We're way over time. (laughs) It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening.